This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Clearing some foul air about CO2 pipelines. Someone called me recently in almost breathless concern about the Summit Carbon Solutions CO2 pipeline. They had been talking with the Summit representative and had thrown out an offer for the easement that they thought was so high that Summit Carbon would never agree to it. The company representative left and then called them back later telling them that he had the paperwork ready at their price for the easement. Their phone call to me went something like, now what are we going to do? Amused, I told them that in business, that typically when you offer something to someone, that then they agree to your price, that the deal is considered done. There's more to an easement deal, however, than just the price, so there were other terms to work through. It is my belief that Summit Carbon will be agreeable within reason to most accommodations of concern. I did advise the caller to make a list of concerns and go through it with them. I also advised them to have the contract reviewed by their attorney, which is also good business. Many who talk of threats say that you either take the deal that they offer or they will file eminent domain against your property. That could happen, but it is not the approach that I see them currently using. Threats would be vinegar, and they are using sugar at this point. In order to receive approval from the Iowa Utilities Board to use eminent domain, they have to get most of the easements that they need voluntarily first. The Texas Oil Consortium-owned Dakota Access Oil Pipeline had 75% of their easements voluntarily before being granted eminent domain. Dakota Access, who buried a large oil pipeline in Iowa, was not a good neighbor or partner from what I was able to see. They poisoned the well for any goodwill between landowners and the next pipeline projects to come along, asking to buy easements. What that means is that it will be harder and more expensive for these CO2 pipeline companies to buy the easements that they need as a result. They're going to have to offer better terms than Dakota Access Pipeline did. And when they build the pipelines, they will be under much greater scrutiny to abide by what they commit to landowners for there ever to be another. One could describe this as saying the market went up for the value of a pipeline easement. Farmers should make the effort to find out what the market is for an easement on their property before giving the cold shoulder. There is a timeline for when the company needs to obtain voluntary easements. They are taking this year to acquire the easements before construction plan for next year. I was told that as of last week that to date they had signed easements on 1,000 tracts with 600 landowners. In addition, they are paying the entire amount for crop damage in the easement up front, so their investor money is on the line. Their check is good, by the way, and you should ask your accountant how to manage it as tax-free by adjusting the basis of the farm. As a market analyst, let me tell you that the landowner is on the right side of this market. Dakota Access made a mess of things during construction, did not always clean up, and did not appear to care a rip about the conditions for crop damage they worsened. It is just my opinion, but I know some of the people involved in the Summit Carbon Pipeline project, and they are not like that. This is an Iowa-based company with roots in Iowa Ag. The founder has actually patterned tile fields before, knowing how important it is for them to work. I opposed the Rock Island power line because of the footprint left and low payment offered. Dakota Access did not want to come through our property, which was a blessing. By sequestering CO2 produced by these plants... 
They significantly improve their carbon scores so that ethanol can literally compete with EVs. The biofuel industries have been the greatest contribution to crop demand and price in my lifetime, literally having made the corn and soybean markets so that all farmers are able to farm for a living without subsisting on government subsidies. In fact, the subsidy is going the other way, as consumer fuel costs are reduced at the pump by biofuels. Ethanol was recently selling for $1.40 a gallon below the cost of unleaded gasoline. Ethanol plant CO2 sequestration will literally extend the life of the biofuels industry so that they can accommodate a low-carbon future. If you want $3 corn and $6 soybeans and more direct ag subsidies, then believe all of the contrived opposition out there to CO2 pipelines. CO2 carbon sequestration pipelines are an economic benefit to states, economic development for communities, a boom for ag markets, and ultimately contribute to biofuels industry's longevity while reducing carbon emissions, all the while reducing consumer fuel costs at the pump. I'm glad to be part of it. You've been listening to the Comstock You're listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 